Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as writer, swearer, facilitator, coach, frog, stink-drenched spit-wench, gently mental, writes about humour, or sorry, writes humour about nature. There will be cats, spoons. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Michaela C. Hi, Steve. How are you going? Oh, Michaela, I'm doing very well, thank you. Can I start by asking, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, as in, what do I introduce myself as? Or I just usually go, hi, I'm Michaela. And that's about it. I'm very imaginative that way. And that works out well for you? <laughs> um, it depends on the social setting, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, people are always telling me I'm an extrovert. I think I'm actually an omnivert. So I, depending on what the situation, I can be very shy and retiring and not say anything to anybody. Or I might, you know, run off at the mouth and have verbal diarrhea and having everybody going, yes, that's nice. Now move on, find somebody who let someone, you know, who let them get a word in edgewise. Do you find that you're like the like that the yeah you know, the the talky talky person? Yeah. If you've had a big big day at work, or do you retreat a bit at that oh, point? Oh no, I, I definitely retreat. Yeah. So Cause, especially because of what I do for a living, uh, you know, I talk for a living, mm. um, and so at the end of a, a day where I've talked all day, I'd really just like to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> Are there times when you have to push through and you can't retreat? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a family, so, you know, I've been facilitating for seven or eight hours. I have to come home and then be a parent and a partner and all of that. Um, I definitely try to avoid having social events on nights where I'm, you know, on a school night. I'm mm-hmm. so old and boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, having said what's... that, I'm going to see Midura on Friday night. I'm facilitating nice. on Friday and I'm going to see Midura on Friday night. I'm super excited. Midge, I don't know how he feels about it, but I'm very excited. But that's what Fridays are for, right? They're for celebrating for going out because Saturday then is for the recovery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that the recovery now seems to take a bit longer, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes Monday morning generally, yeah. And are you and Midge good friends? Is this just a, oh, look, is it a one-way relationship? Oh, what do you mean? Um, I Look, I, I've known Midge very briefly for decades. No, I don't know him at all. I saw him perform... Um, years and years ago at Her Majesty's Theatre. That was the last mm-hmm. time, and now he's coming out again, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I have to go. So, yes. And the fave way, song? Uh, fave song. Oh, now, that's tricky. Um, look, I do love Vienna, and obviously mm-hmm. that's Ultravox's big hit. Big hit. Big hit. Uh, and I'm sure the whole place will go off with all of us geriatrics there on Friday night when he plays that. Um, but I really like some of the... Uh, the stuff that he did when the band started maturing a little bit from there. Now I'm trying to remember which album it was. Um, okay, can we come back to that? Because my brain's just actually. That's you know, all right. I could, I could maybe search that up while I'm thinking about it because my brain's just seized up completely. Keep going. That's okay. We won't hear you tap on the keyboard at all. Did you Did you hear me tapping? I on did, the but that's okay. Oh, it's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. All right. No, it's no not a problem. <laughs> 
Um, it, it's right. As I understand it, a Mijua concert is the only place where the number of disabled car parks outnumber the number of normal car parks. Yeah, and that's just the band. Oh, the boomtish. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Mm. It's always fun to go and do those things that reconnect you with your, your youth, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Oh, the Thin Wall. That's another favourite. There you go. Mm-hmm. More of an obscure uh, song. Are you a big nostalgia buff or is it just a couple of things like this that, that I'm not get a you big nostalgia twinging? buff. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not a big nostalgia buff. I find it very bittersweet. So every now and again, something will come along and I'll go, oh my goodness, that's amazing, and I'll, and I'll do it. Um, knowing that I'm probably going to feel a lot of different things when I'm there, when I'm doing it, or watching it, or listening to it. Uh, so I wouldn't say I'm a big nostalgia buff, no. Is, is there, a, I mean, you'd, you'd be obviously very happy to go and see Midge and those sorts of things. Is there a TV show that you reflect on fondly Sorry, as something Steve, that was... Out there. That's okay. Is there a TV show that you reflect on fondly that you would look at like you look at Midge and go, this reminds me of um, a, a good time of my youth or right. an important time? Yeah, I'd say um, the Tom Baker years of Doctor Who, because I'm a big fan mm-hmm. nerd. Um, the Goodies. Oh, yes. I know, I know, right? Um, and oh, I'm just trying to think what else. Those are probably, oh, Monkey. Yeah, those are probably me, my top three. And Countdown, of course. Formative oh, years, nat- Steve, formative years. Naturally, and, th- and that goes to, I-, I guess, in some part, date you and indicate when you were a teen, yeah. if Countdown was something that you count as being formative. Yes. Yes. What are you trying to say, Steve? I'm 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 still in my twenties. Yes. I'm I'm twenty twenty eight. That's all. <laughs> Never leaving sure. my twenties. <laughs> well, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> what does? Uh, how do you describe your experience of family, Michaela? Mm. Having my own was a has been an amazing experience. I'd have to say. Mm. Um, I. Never really knew that I wanted to be a mother until I found out that I was going to be a mother. Um, I kind of, I, I wanted for a while and then it kind of, I stopped wanting it um, mm-hmm. and thought I'd missed the boat, to be honest. And uh, and then unexpectedly I ended up becoming pregnant with my current partner. And uh, and really that that has been a fabulous thing for me. I've, I've yeah. really, you know, I, look, as always, it's, it comes with its own challenges. Um, sure. But, and I started quite late. I was 37 when I had my son. But, uh, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. That's for sure. From my, from my own childhood, I don't know. I wasn't a very happy kid. I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere. So, and I still, I still feel like that most of the time. But I, I've obviously developed the resilience to have it not bother me most of the time. Um, so I think I spent a lot of time in my childhood just trying to find ways to fit in in my own family and in, and in around the, you know the people around me never yeah. quite never quite got a handle on that why do you think it is that you never that you felt you didn't fit in I was just very different to the rest of my family I think and we moved around a lot when I was a you know in my primary school years so yes. I went to you know a couple of different uh, one one kinder two primary schools. Uh, one secondary school um, mm-hmm. and so you you just have to 
I don't know, you're always trying to break in to an existing situation and that can be quite difficult. Hmm. Have you got a sliding doors moment that you look at and go, if I'd made a different decision, my life would be the complete opposite or thoroughly different to what it is now? Uh, is it one where I had to make a choice or where something happened to me that took the choice away that changed my fate? Well, I think they can happen through either situation, oh, can't they? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm going to do, take the one that was not about a choice I made, but something that happened to me in that um, when I was at, I went to university to become a musician. Mm, and I was the awesome. next, I know, I was a, the next big, big thing in, uh, in, in jazz and orchestral clarinet blah blah um uh but at the and i went to the conservatorium of music at melbourne uni but at the end of my first year i damaged all the uh tendons and ligaments and so on down the back of my hands oh no uh, yeah that was some of the things that i said at the time and so i couldn't (laughs) so i couldn't play and and i and there's no there's no cure it turned out that i have hypermobility so once the damage was done, that was it. Oh. I couldn't, couldn't play. Now, what I should have done at that point is I should have transferred across to an arts degree or something. Um, teaching. So actually, Those who can't teach. <laughs> I, I'm the daughter of two high school teachers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. So, it, it, ultimately, if I, if I could have not injured myself... I'd, I'd, my life would be radically different at this point. Um, if I had moved to a different de- degree course, my life would have been quite different. Um, and I've, I've really, I'd have to say, I'd, look, I'd, I had no uh, choice about the, the fate aspect of damaging my hands, but I definitely regret not having the opportunity to finish a degree because that yeah. not having a degree closes doors. And mm. as much as we say, you know, adult education, you can go in ahead, you know, you can go ahead as a, um, as a, a mature student and so on and do a degree. Uh, I just don't have it in me. I had it in me then, <laughs> but I don't yeah, have it yeah, in me yeah. anymore. Uh, I'm too damn tired, Steve. So <laughs> that, that would be my sliding door moment, I think. Sorry. I wish I could have given you a more cheery one. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's okay. C- can I ask how... The, the the injury happened to your hands? I just overuse. Uh, uh, overuse through yeah. cl- clarinet playing. Yeah. That's that's got to be cold for someone who is studying something that I would imagine you had put many hours into and clearly loved. Yes. It was it was my identity because I, you know, I was at, at school. I was okay at English and I was and I was good at music. Those were the only two things that I really did well. Yeah. Um, and so my whole identity was wrapped up in the whole music thing. So when that fell through, it took a really long time to kind of, for somebody who already didn't really feel like they fitted in and didn't know where the, what their, the whole point of their life was, just mm-hmm. yeah, it took a long time to bounce back from that. But it, it is ancient history, <laughs> even though I'm still in my 20s. Yeah, naturally. Um, have you been able to continue the creation of music in any way? No. No. I, I keep thinking that I should go and have some voice, voice lessons just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. my, my voice is not going to set any, uh, you know, it's not going to set the world alight, but it could be fun to do. Um, but I keep procrastinating, and I I know why, because I'm scared of that, uh, that it's not going to 
do what I hope it does for me. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still have my clarinet and, and once every few years I pick it up and play for five minutes and then suffer for five days with, you know, pain and so on. And you just think, oh, do I really want to even open that door and mm. get involved in music again or will it just be too hard? It's even hard watching other people play, to be honest. And and there's no treatment for it. They can't do anything, give you anything. It's, it's a bit too late now. Um, mm. Even if I had a... Um, a sling, you know, that goes around your neck and so on. It, yes. It's it's the actual movement itself, and you can't if you can't do the movement, you can't play. So. Medicinal marijuana, nothing like that would help. <laughs> I have not tried that. I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> oh, I, I I can't attest to the success of it. All I know is that people who say they're experiencing yes. chronic pain yes have that... reported that it's yeah, totally anecdotally. Welcome to Doctor Steve. Um, <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing, Michaela. What for you is a source of strength? Wow. What is a source of strength? Mm. That is a great question. Mm. I'm thinking. That's what that noise is. It's my, it's my brain working. I did wonder what the grinding was. <laughs> uh, I'm a very grumpy person, Steve, and I think mm -hmm. sometimes that works in my favour because I can. I, I've always been. You know how you might you have a default setting for fight or flight. Mine's always yes. been fight, ever since I can remember. So I think the my bloody mindedness. Is, is a big source of strength for me mm -hmm. um, that I just refuse to lie down and be beaten because it's just not part of who I am. How dare they? A bit of righteous indignation. There you go. That's where I get my strength from. It goes <laughs> a long way, doesn't it? Indignation. How dare this happen to me? I'm not going to sit down and let this happen to me. <laughs> Has that motivated you in the past? Oh, definitely. It's a huge motivator. Yeah, absolutely. Got you out to protest or just got you off the couch? Um, got me off the couch, got me out of um, giving up. Because there's mm -hmm. been a few times in my life where I, I certainly could have given up, but I just kept plodding on and kept going because um, I was just too pissed off to, to, to give up and sit down and, and roll over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, being, ho you know, being very briefly almost homeless, um, Break, breakdowns of relationships, all of that sort of stuff, all the usual mundane shitty crap that um, happened to people. Um, that's what's really sort of gotten me through, my sheer grumpiness. This isn't going to happen. I'm outraged about this. This is going to – this won't keep me down, that kind right, of vibe. That's right. That's right. And it's almost like, you know, they. if you think this is going to get me, you're really wrong. Hmm. And, and whether that's a person or a situation or the universe that I'm saying that to, it really works for me. It also works against me, though, Steve, because I can be horrible to live with. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, you don't say. Yeah, really, really. You know, the, the, the best way to get me to, to, uh, to do something is to tell me not to <laughs> or tell me I can't or I shouldn't. There's a lesson in that for all of us, I think. 
can I ask about uh, being almost homeless? Yeah. Um, I made some really stupid decisions when I was quite young. When I was sort of, I just, just after I injured my hands and mm-hmm. uh, ended up um, in a relationship with a, with, with a guy who I ended up getting engaged to. And it, it was such a bad idea. It was a really stupid yeah, idea, I but that. I was young and I wasn't going to listen to anybody, you know. Mm. Um, and we had a lot of empl- – because I couldn't work properly because my hands were still healing and I, I couldn't type, I couldn't – you know, it was difficult to even turn a doorknob for a few, uh, about probably 18 months. And yes. um, so I was pretty much unemployable. And uh, we ha- so we had a lot of employment instability, uh, my partner – was a an agency nurse, so he mm-hmm. working nights, so he wasn't getting yep. a lot of work either, and uh, and so we bounced around from you know different share houses and so on, and at one point we simply ran out of places to go. The the we were being evicted from a flat in St Kilda, and we just had nowhere to go. We lived in a in a friend's room, us and mm. all our belongings, <laughs> for a few, for about two months, um, and then in the end I, we ended up moving down to. Um, live with my parents for a little while and then yeah two weeks before the wedding I pulled out and said no that's it not I'm not doing it it's not the right thing for me Michaela that's massive uh, that's massive yeah well it was yeah my I feel bad for my sister because it was a double wedding um what whoa hang on (laughs) don't just drop that and try and move on we have to stop and think about this now Okay, so so my sister and I were having a double wedding. He, the her her soon to be husband was friends with all the same people that my ex fiance was friends with. So yeah. two weeks before the wedding, I said no, I can't do it. Pulled out, and of course I had to attend the wedding. But I wasn't a bridesmaid. I wasn't a bride. I was even though I was just the there. sister of the bride and so on. Yeah, and all of his friends were there, and he was there. So <gasps> I was just gonna ask that. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. How awkward does that get? Do you know what? That one of my strategies is compartmentalisation, Steve. I don't think I would have been able to get through without the skill of being able to just put it away. Michaela, I I try and pride myself. I try and pride myself on these podcasts to keep it nice and calm, to keep everything, you know, because the conversation is about (laughs) you and that's all. Holy shit. Yes. Yes. Like, it's not – please – Please understand, I'm not uh, making a call or judgment about you pulling out. That's something that you obviously very comfortable with and needed oh, yeah. to do, and that's Thank awesome. God. Yes. Thank God. Um, yes. The thing that amazes me, mm. A, is the balls to be that aware, and that's because lots of people just get talked into, oh. convince themselves into going ahead with it. Oh. I was 19, and... by the way. I hear that, sister. Um, lots of people go down that path, but you said, no, no, that, and so great. Unfortunately, you're not involved, and and but look, the party still went ahead. Oh yeah, but that he was there. Oh yeah, must have been awfully hard for him. Must yeah, for him, it was terrible for me. It must have been worse for him. <laughs> oh, crazy! Do, have have you like was that it? No talking ever since, or do you sort of still uh, touch base occasionally, no, cross paths? No, we, we're not in contact. It's probably for the best then. That could have been yes. awkward if you got married I... and you weren't in contact. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he, he's in the medieval reenactment sort of um, Great. subculture, which is which is I don't go anywhere near that anymore. Hang on, again, any more? 
Well, yeah, that he was into that, so I Is got that how you guys... No. Okay, so you got into it because of him. Yes, and left because of him. <laughs> no, there was... Shield maiden, what was your role? Oh, dear. Again, I, I didn't find a place to where I fitted. I remember, I remember being at one of my first events where we were all out there in tents and uh, yeah. you know, in our dresses and our rattan swords. Which and is our, the whole thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, wooden bowls and all that jazz. Um, <laughs> and somebody giving out to me because I'd, I'd, I didn't have anything to wear. I had a really old dress that uh, had the same cut as a medieval dress but was a, clearly a synthetic material and had a zip up the back. But <laughs> not period, darling, not period anyway. Yes. I got into big trouble because I wasn't period, and it's like, really? That's what you people are about? This is my first event? Piss off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand if it was your 10th or 12th, right? Like, oh, yeah. are you committed to this or yeah. not? But first time out, turn up in jeans. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> yes, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting subculture. There's a lot of good people in it. There are a lot of wankers as well. Oh, gosh, I can imagine. Oh. Oh, dude, Michaela, thank you for reliving all of that for my enjoyment. Because wow, sister, there's so much happening in all of that. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. I do have three ex-fiancés, by the way. That was just the first. I how much have the energy? And you seemingly kept saying yes. Eventually learnt not to. <laughs> oh, here's, here's one that I hope isn't too um, presumptive. Uh, you mentioned your partner that you're with now. Did they propose? Sorry. Have they proposed? No, no, we're never going to get married. No, no. It doesn't interest either of us. Okay, cool. So that's that's like an easy, we're happy to just spend time yeah. with each other. This is a commitment we make. We don't need no rings and certificates. No. Oh, well, if nothing else, you've kept his family happy. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, I do have an ex-husband as well as three ex Oh, Michaela. <laughs> oh, now I feel really bad for you. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Look, I, was, I, was collecting, I was collecting the whole set, Steve. What can I say? At this point, it's the sequel to Seven Wives for Seven Brothers, <laughs> except that there's one wife and about six blokes. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> Oh, well, this this is a timely question, Michaela. What's the hardest truth you've had to deliver? Uh, that I've had to deliver? Oh, mm. yeah. Having to break off relationships is the pits. It's mm. awful. And I know it's more awful for the other person, the person on the receiving end, but it yep. is by all means just fucking terrible to have to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I've always, you know, in relationships, I, I I roll along with it and I'm, you know, it, it takes an awful lot for me to actually get to the point where I go, no, that's enough. But once that's enough, there's no going back. Yeah. Once I've gotten to the point where I've decided that, that's the end of that. But, um, you know, I'm you know, in a happy relationship now of, I don't know, I think this might be our 15th year this year. Hooray! Hooray! And he's the father of my son. Hooray! So, yeah. Big hooray, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Oh, Michaela, wow. <laughs> do, you, do, you need, do you need a moment, Steve? Are you okay? Oh, look, oh, I just think this whole podcast episode is a moment. I'm, I think we'll... 
I'll have to put a trigger. Counseling for PTSD after making. I'll have to put a trigger warning on the front or something. I'm kidding. It'll be fine. (laughs) What does relaxation time look like for you? Uh, Watching TV, usually in bed. Mm -hmm. Often watching documentaries because I I just kind of. Is that what you call them? Steve. Air quotes, documentaries. <laughs> yes, documentaries. Um, I really like true crime documentaries. I really like. Um, yes. Space, shut up. Space documentaries <laughs> and history. I love history. I love history, particularly sort of um, European history, the Tudors. Yes. All of that lot. Yeah, I love you, that. You'd be loving the latest trend in particularly Australian television around the, the true crime stuff that is like murder uncovered, murder calls Australia, all that actually, sort of stuff. I haven't caught up with any of those, although I keep seeing the ads and going, mm, yeah, you know, I really should have caught that and watch that. But yeah, I, at the moment I'm uh, watching Forensic Files mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix and it's yes. fabulous. It's it's It's... It's pretty dry in that it is just it's forensics, um, but I'm loving it and I fall asleep in front of that. Very most nights, in fact, at the moment. So only that genre of uh, the subgenre of documentary. You're not into like your, your Attenborough oh, nature yeah. doc. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, all, all of that stuff. I find that um, I can't. I don't relax in front of those. I'm too interested and I'm, I have to pay attention. Yes. So that's something I would love. I love watching that, and I grew up watching you know, David Attenborough and, oh, my God, you know, he's my hero. Um, mm-hmm. But I find that too stimulating. I can't relax to that. <laughs> so no, that's fine, as opposed to death, murder and Yeah, which is um, totally subterfuge. relaxing. Totally yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, body parts and all that good stuff. Hmm. Great. Good talk, Michaela. It's been fun. Thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. What one thing would you change about your life today? You know, I'd love to be really kind of uh, evolved and say, oh, I am the person I am today because of all the things that have happened to me and I really like the person I am today, so I wouldn't change anything, Steve. Sure, um, great. But I would be lying. I don't believe you. Yeah, I would be lying. Um, I would give myself more confidence mm-hmm. uh, when I was in my teens going into my yes. 30s. I used to be so shy. Uh, I couldn't, in my teens, I couldn't even, if, if I walked into a shop and the price wasn't visible on something, I couldn't even ask how much it was. I was that cripplingly shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think being that shy and I was bullied at school because of the shyness and so on, I think if I'd had confidence then and maybe tapped into that, you know, that uh, undercurrent of fight rather than uh, constantly sort of trying to hide who I am yep. uh, I think all aspects of my life would be very different and and could mm. could have been better I may well still be in the same situation but I think I would have coped with some areas of my life better if I well I certainly wouldn't have three ex-fiancés and an sure. ex-husband, and an ex-husband. <laughs> what do you think what what was the 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 transformative moment or was it just a process that that helped you overcome that shyness uh I think it was a process. There were several times in my early twenties where I just went, "This is not. This is not working for me. The way that I am isn't going to get me what I want." Mm-hmm. And 
and I looked at how other people behaved and I I went, oh, okay, so if I do that, the end result will be this. So I just gradually worked on it. Um, and in the end came to the realisation that it didn't matter. The worst thing could happen and it really didn't matter. Uh, yeah. You know, if something, if you if you embarrass yourself, who cares? In, mm. you know, uh, in, in a year's time, you're not even going to remember it. So, you know, by put, throwing myself out there and having a go and the sky not falling really just yeah. was the process that, that I used to teach myself to to just be more secure and, and and it's actually it's not even being secure it's not caring it's yeah. the I, I don't I don't care if, if you know it's like on Twitter you know if somebody is upset that I swear on Twitter I don't care don't you don't have to read me it's perfectly mm. fine um, I care if I hurt people's feelings I really care sure. about that uh, but as far as making an idiot of myself don't care I don't yeah. care I make, I make an idiot of myself daily so hmm. it's not a problem. <laughs> and even better when you're with your son. Oh, oh yes. Yes, well, he and I can be excellent idiots together. Oh, I lo- I, seriously, I have um, a 12-year-old boy and a 10-year-old oh, girl. Excellent. And we, look, they are my favourite idiots ever. <laughs> um, but I've found that I'm a different idiot with them if we're separate, if they're separate. Oh, that's interesting. Like we'll we'll do this kind of stupidity with my daughter, but this other kind of stupidity with my son. Um, but also because I think he's getting a little bit older, so his sense of humour has developed a little bit differently to hers. Yeah, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I I only got one kid, so I really uh, I just have one brand of idiot, I guess. He is the best. The best brand, kind, by the way. Yes, <laughs> best kind. The best. So, Michaela, we've come to this. Ooh. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Uh, we're going to sell our old house. Yes. And build a new one. Great. Now, I am not personally going to be out there building it, um, but I will be Still holding amazing. On to, yeah, well, holding on to the shreds of my sanity while that process happens. Uh, and see my son through the first, you know, to, to the end of the first year of high school. If, right. if we can do all of that without completely losing our shit, um, I'll, I'll consider that a massive win. Yeah, 100%. That's no small feat. Building a house is a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I know. It's awful. But at the end, it'll be great. Just What's have to prompt- keep, it on, keep on keeping on. What's prompted the build v buy decision for you guys? Um, we where we were living to buy. Well, we wanted a new house. We've we've we've, we've moved out and we're selling a, a house that's 115 years old. Yes, which is beautiful, but it comes with a lot of issues in you know yep. just just being an old house or any kind of old yeah. house. Um, so we we want a new house. Sure. So and and we want we know exactly what house it is. So we, we've. We can't build in the same area we were, so we've, we're building elsewhere. But we've yep. got, it, got my son into the school that he wanted to be into, um, in the zone and all of that jazz. Oh, my God, how hard is that process? But anyway. I'll take your word for it, but oh. yes. Oh, it's hideous. Hideous. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it, it, all of the power 
love and luck to you on that because it, 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 oh. it's an amazing thing watching it progress and those sorts of things. But, yeah, there are moments where you just look at each other and go, did they do anything this week? Yeah. <laughs> well, my partner is a building services engineer, so this is going to be very interesting because he'll know exactly what they should be doing and how. Yeah, gosh, yes. Uh, he'll be able to keep them to account. We will be the worst. We will be their customer nightmare, you know. We'll be the nightmare customer from hell with bells on. Builders? Builders are incredible people. I have great admiration for them. But absolutely my experience is that they are the kind of people who, rash generalisation ahead, uh, are people who will, I guess, kind of take advantage of people not knowing. Yes. Yeah, you know, I know, we've just got to get the flange and uh, it's got to be uh, run up by a skyhook. So uh, once we get our left-handed screwdriver, yeah. we'll be right on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Supply of left-hand screwdrivers have been delayed for two weeks, but we'll get oh, right of on course. Yeah. They sent us some check paint instead. Yeah, we'll have to send that back. We'll get some other stuff. We'll be fine. I love it. Oh, dear. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, sorry, these nails have the point on the wrong end. We've got to send them back. Yeah, they're upside down. They sent us They sent us North American nails, not, not Australian right nails. Hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think they'd get that at the building place. Yeah. Gosh. We're going to get so much hate mail from tradies. We're I know. Sorry. I'm sorry to all the tradies that do listen. Well, any, look, any tradie that listens to this is clearly someone who is not like us. <laughs> no, that's right. They're discerning and smart. And, and all hate mail can be addressed to <laughs> phanson at uh, parliament.gov.au. Yes, that's where it all, do, all belongs. Please. Hey, Michaela. Yes, Steve. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Steve. Right back at you. Uh, well, it's very generous of you. Um, for those that are interested in uh, connecting with you via the internet, what's the best way that you would have them find you? Uh, the best way is on Twitter, at 5 Frogs blog. Definitely the best way to get hold of me. Great. Now, given that what that opens up a whole other conversation that we now don't have time for, oh, no. <laughs> we will have to revisit, and and you can be part of my round two uh, re re interviews that Lovely. will happen well, at some point this year. Two two uh, ex fiancés and an ex husband to cover off. Let oh. alone my experience in science fiction fandom, which we didn't get to talk about either. Well, surely we must chat, Michaela. <laughs> There's there more a whole another set of trigger warnings ahead for you. Spectacular. Yeah. Oh dear. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Five Frogs Blog is indeed human. <laughs>